0: This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. How you doing, Jason Glick? I'm alright, John. Yourself? Oh, not too bad. Hopefully we don't get washed away. We're actually, we're getting rain! Hooray! But, hey, in California here, too much rain means people start washing out to the ocean and stuff.
1: So, <laughs> Only up to a certain point. It's like, and we we still need more rain after after everyone washes out to the sea.
0: Yes, rain, rain. I'm collecting it in big jars and buckets. I'm going to sell it during the drought. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's basically how things roll around here. That's right. Profit! So what do you have in mind for us tonight? Okay, well, tonight I'm talking about someone who had a, uh, well, really a, a really good 2016. That would be um, writer Tom King. He's a guy who um, worked as a CIA analyst for several years and then decided to um, transition over to um, writing comics. And he's... And he's apparently hit really hit the ground running with a um, well liked um, stint co writing um, Grayson with Tim Seeley at, at DC, and then um, two um, really critically acclaimed series: um, the Vision over at Marvel and the Omega Man with DC. It's like, and now he's currently writing um, Batman, and 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 which is basically the flagship of the of the DCU. It's like, and so you basically think seeing like, here's a guy who is like kind of, you know basically has the is kind of the next big thing. And so, you know, when you get someone with that, that kind of level of critical claim, I figured, well, you know, I gotta check them out, you know, like, as being a uh, reviewer, like, of comics and all. And, you know, it's like, well, anyone who listened to my uh, podcast last week noticed that, probably noticed that I didn't include any um, series from, from King, either on my best of list or on my um, abbreviated worst of list. Well, King... Guy knows how to write a comic. That that's not that's not in an um, in argument here. I mean, he can write he can write a, a solid, engaging comic right here. But as far as like you know, someone who was deserving of the widespread critical acclaim that he's received, well, that's that's where I got a break with everyone right here. I mean, starting with um, the Vision, which is basically going to be his only um, work for Marvel um, because DC um, basically uh, decided to snatch him up to an exclusive contract. Um, he's going to be writing Batman and um, whatever else he wants um, for the next several years. But the Vision is basically basically picks up on the story thread um, from the from Rick Remender's last volume of Uncanny Avengers, where the, the Vision decided you know he wanted to start a family, and now he's got um, his it's like he and now he's got a a, a family. It's like he, he created them using like created his wife using a memory implant from the. Uh, from, from the Scarlet Witch and his kids, um, from like, like from the same process as well, same amalgamated process as well. So you've got his wife, Virginia, his twins, um, Viv and, um, Vinny. It's like, and they're, you know, like working outside of living outside of Washington, D.C. as Vision is like the, lia- is, um, the liaison to the American, American government. It's like, and the, and they're just trying to live a nice, um, like a nice, um, average um, American life, even though, you know, they're all synthesoids, you know, basically really, um, realistic, um, humanoid androids, <sighs> you know, and if you're thinking that, you know, Hey, things are going to go bad right from there. Well, you're, you're ahead of the game, right? You're ahead of the game right there because, you know, it's like in the first issue, um, it's like the Grim Reaper who, who also who was one of the. People whose um serves as the uh, it's like the pe- people whose um brainwaves the vision is based on attacks the um the vision's family and his wife um, Vivian um kills him and decides to cover it up from her husband and things start going um, wrong from there once it's, once um, one of the neighbors um reveals that he is that he knows what she did it's like and he just wants her to leave. And well, she doesn't respond well to that, and things get worse. Well, you know, it's like it's the Vision. These twelve issues, two volumes, it's like are basically kind of like a uh, Marvel does really well in nailing um, genres like onto its superhero formula. The Vision is its effort to nail um, the um, the uh, suburban um, rot and decadence um like concept. Seen also in say um, stuff like um, American Beauty. It's like onto into a superhero format. Now, while, while King does a good job in um, saying the uh, char- it's like the characters' personalities and I'm um, playing playing ball within the larger superhero universe. I mean, the guy does his um, history and it's like acknowledging like the visions, like ties to the wider Marvel universe, um, his, his relationship with the Scarlet Witch. And also, I'm pulling in um, Victor Mancha from the, like, from um, Brian Vaughn's Runaways series, someone who is is also acknowledged as the son of Ultron, even though that, the way he does it is kind of like a, uh, well, it kind of shows you that that, um, basically the fate of all the Runaways are basically to serve as, you know, hey, that's characters who, hey, you know, for characters who who the audience is meant to go, hey, you know, I like that guy. I have um, emotional connections to him. Oh, I'm so um, angry and/or depressed that you're using the character in this fashion. Anyway, the problem I have with the Vision is that it's clear the King, you know, had a very clear story he wanted to tell about you know suburban rot and and decadence like that. But he decided to nail it on to the uh, like to the story of Vision and Assembly, and so he created the Vision. Like the visions family, like you know Virginia, Vivian, and um, Vinny, it's like with the express purpose of telling this story. No, they're they're not actually. It doesn't feel like they're characters in their own right. Like they're just meant to like you know show you like all the uh, stuff that is meant to go wrong with um and like like in in suburban um in suburban life, and that's and that's what that's what really bugs me. It's the fact that you know it's like he it's a uh, Story that is, you know, plot first and character second. You know, it's like, I mean, yeah, it's like he does a good job of like escalating the tension and showing you how things can, you know, get to the point where Vision is um, angry enough to take on um, his the superhero compatriots, like in order to uh, like avenge the wrongs that are done to him as a result of their their interference. But you know, it's like, like I said, it's like it's all because this is the story that King wanted wanted to tell. You know, it's like, it's, as opposed to, like, you know, it evolving naturally from the characters themselves. You know, I would have liked to see have this series be, like, a nice... Okay, I would have, like, liked to have seen this series be a lot longer, really. Get, give us, like, 12 issues to get us um endeared to the Vision and his family. It's like, and then, um, they show us that, you know, they can be proper characters within the Marvel Universe. And then have things go wrong. In fact, um, the uh, the bit with uh, um, Vivian killing the uh, the uh, black the, the Grim Reaper—it's like he, um, you know, that's really not not. Yeah, I can understand why why someone wants to try to conceal something like that. But at the same time, you know, that's what she does—is like really self-defense. So she could have um, just called the cops and said. Um, like, hey, you know, this, this supervillain tried to kill me, tried to attack um, me and my family. And, you know, I I actually wound up killing him because, you know, it's like I'm a new um, synthesoid and I don't know my own strength. Now, if King had, you know, done a story where, you know, hey, like that was completely justified, but then you had the neighborhood going, well, this this ro- this robot kill went and um, killed our family, killed this a human. Like, what's she going to do to the rest of us? You know, that, that kind of like, you know, some semi justified, semi unjustified paranoia. That might have been an interesting story to work to work in and of itself. But in the end, like I said we got the story the King really wanted to tell. And you know, if you can buy into it, good. I couldn't really buy buy into it, so I'm I can respect the amount of craft that went into it, but I can't um like put it on like the list of like you know best best of year, let alone um like, I'm um, best, like, um, best of the Marvel Universe. Same goes for the Omega Men, The End Is Here, um, King's 12-issue maxi series, that I did with, um, art, mostly with artist Barnaby Bagenda. Barney um, this is the story of, um, of, um, Kyle, um, Kyle Rayner, who most people will know as the, um, Green Lantern who picked up the, uh, ring, who was given the ring after, um, Hal Jordan went crazy, but now is, um, the, uh, wielder of the, uh, white of, of the White Ring, someone who has mastered the entire emotional spectrum, like of the like of the universe, and so makes him one of the most powerful um, ring wielders of the Green Lantern and DC universe. So he has basically agreed to um, forgo his ring and go in as kind of a um, peacekeeper to the Vega system, which is basically which is involving a uh, large amount of civil unrest due to the terrorists known as the Omega Men. Now, thing about the Vega system is that they are it's like they are ruled over by the Citadel, and they are also it's like um, producing the uh, it's like the uh, element known as Stellarium, which um which produ- which um, prevents the destabilization of, of planetary cores. You know, basically, if you don't want your planet to wind up like Krypton, you need Stellarium, and the Vega system is the only system that is able to to um to produce it. And the thing is, they don't want the Green Lanterns in there. They don't want any lanterns in there. So they've got rules against that. But they've also got um, these terrorists, known as the Omega Men, who are causing unrest due to the um, harsh methods employed by the by the Citadel in order to um, keep order there. Well, the thing about the about the Omega Men is that you know, like, yeah, it's like they're they're killers. They're ruthless. But you know, they're also fighting against A uh, very an equally um, ruthless and um, and violent regime in taking the citadel and their and their leader known as the viceroy. So basically, you've got you've got a story that's basically like you know letting us know that hey, that you know, like in just as in real life, it's basically meant to mirror real life in the sense that you know all that um violent um. Like these kind of like violent uprisings, there's always like you know more to it than you know just the, uh, sand, the center labels you know being like these are the terrorists. They're fighting against like they're fighting against the government. You know, and that this again, hey, you know, maybe the terrorists are actually fighting against an unjust regime. Maybe this isn't being reported. It's like that that kind of thing. And it's it's also about you know um Cal Rayner um like having his eyes open to the um, the injustice being um wrought upon the it's like upon the Vegas system by the by the Citadel, and also the fact that you know, hey, even if the uh, it's like the Omega Man are um, being very ruthless in their efforts, you know, it's like like even when they achieve their goals, well, are they still going to be like just as ruthless in the end? Well, on one hand, uh, the Omega Man is is um, kind of a fairly depressing read in the sense that you know, hey, it shows you that hey, you know, there are no easy answers. It's like tons like, of the good guys aren't the good guys and some the bad guys, you know, they've got their reasons for doing their things as well also it's also kind of like the the, um, the vision in the sense that, you know in the end, it runs up against a uh, core tenant that I feel that um, both the Marvel and the DC universes both have in the sense that, you know, with their brand of superheroes, in the end, it's like the good guys always have to win it's like you know, like, it, like I mean, if you if they don't win, then you know the whole concept of a shared universe starts starts to fall apart. You know, in the end, like you know, everything's gonna be okay because you know, hey, Superman shows up and he's there to make everything all right. Green Lantern's gonna gonna be there because he's you know, like the the uh, the space cop is gonna make everything be be okay in the end. To I mean, we anyone who has um lived through it's like. Who has, like aged as well as me and John um, knows that, you know, like, hey, like, you know, like, real life is, like, is far more complex than, you know, superheroes presented as, but you still turn to superheroes to show us, like, a nice third way, like, the wishful form in the sense that, you know, hey maybe the good guys and the bad guys can find a way to um, find some common ground and coexist. Thing is with the Omega Man is that um, that doesn't happen. It's like, it's tells us something that we already know sometimes the good guys can be as bad as the bad guys and the bad guys well you know they've got their reasons too and that's and that, that's kind of disappointing i mean yeah it's, it tells us something we already know and at the end you know while i like the fact that um kyle rayner isn't portrayed as being the uh, kind, the big dupe that i was expecting him to be um and there's also some there's there's some funny bits as well it's like there's like, um, King is not a uh, entirely straight-faced writer, um, to to his credit, definitely. But um, the Omega Man, like I said, if you're aware of how the real world works, it will offer no surprises to you. And that's really kind of disappointing. Really, it's like, at one point, you know, when um, Kyle tries to offer a uh, third way um, to find... To uh, you know, find a way that for the good guys and the bad guys to win, it's like the uh, the Omega Man, like you know, blow up a planet in order to um, prove him wrong. But and that's kind of like that runs right against my um, you know, what I want to see in my superhero comics from DC or Marvel. Marvel. If you're if that's not how you want to see see your superhero comics run, then you know you might get more out of it than I did. You know when he's talking about actual life, like say um, the the realities of um what happened to the U.S. um re- trying to rebuild Iraq in the wake of the second Iraq War. Well, the Sheriff of Babylon um, may have more to offer you there. It's a story of three people. One is Christopher, a uh, former U- uh, police officer who is um who transferred to who's working for a um, PMC to um, rebuild the uh, the um, police in Baghdad. Um Nasir, who was um who was once um a top cop for Saddam in it's like in Baghdad, and it's like and Sophia, who um who was um whose family was um once executed by Saddam, like like by hand of Nasir, for what the story tells us, and who who grew up in America, then came back came back to um to Iraq to um, it's like to like to help to help her people there now. The story gets going when uh, one of the uh, men that um, that Christopher was training like for law enforcement um is um is found dead it's like in the like in in the capital and he's got he's got to work with he he has to work with the seer in order to um, find out who did it but he's also got his own connections with Sophia cuz you know they're kind of um they're bumping uglies as uh, as a nice some um, side benefit as well so so this is so if you're thinking that, you know, if you take if you would take out the superhero stuff from King's um, work and you have him focus on the real on something that's set in the real world, well, does that make it read better? Yeah, actually it does. Um, it's like the Sheriff of Babylon, like, basically shows you that, you know, if that the uh, situation in Iraq post our our, our invasion the second time around was, is extremely fucked up. Yeah. It was. But there's also um, lots of there's also some interesting nuances as well like from it's like from from christopher trying to um like deal with his guilt of being one of the guys who um had a run-in with one of the people who who flew the plane into the uh towers in on it's like on 9-11 it's like to uh so- sophia being um you know like working the uh the goodie go round as she tries to um like get the uh it's like make everyone happy in Iraq, even if it involves I'm um, killing some bad people as well, and Nasir who um his who lost his daughters in the war, and we're introduced to as I'm um, killing uh three U.S. servicemen for the crime, for like equilateral vengeance. We're not sure. It's like it's it's a twisty um like um tense, tense read that show that um that does actually I think does benefit from from being set in the real world and showing just how crazy um things like things can get in a uh like in a grounded grounded setting. And there are also some like nice um moments of um like calm and detent like with um when we find out that you know Christopher and um Sophia, you know, they do have kinda like like a friends with benefits relation. Or when um Christopher um meets up with uh, Fatima um, who's in Sears' wife? Because you know she tells us that hey, you know Sears is a good, good Muslim trying to pretend to be a bad one. Well, she well she's willing to um smoke and um get drunk with uh, Christopher while well, they um sort sort shit out in the fifth issue. That's a that's a fun bit where you know where you get to see them get get to know each other and there's like there's a nice additional layers revealed to their characterizations there, and then you get to the final issue where things wow that. That escalated quickly when you find out um, when the CIA comes knocking on um, Nasir's door with Christopher right there. So, um, I only have the first volume of The Sheriff of Babylon handy, um, subtitled Bang, Bang, Bang. Um, Volume 2, Pow, Pow, Pow. um, Should be out in another month or two. And I've also heard that um, a third volume, subtitled Pew, 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 you know, go with that, whatever. So, that's... uh, that should be um, coming out. Um, like, like I said, I'll like I'm on board with like the Sheriff of Babylon. But you know, it's like so far, it's like um, like I said, Tom King, good writer, not great writer. But what happens when he's writing a character who is not tied to the uh, fringes of of superhero superhero um, fiction? Like, say, like the Vision or you know, Kyle Rayner and the Omega Man. What happens when he's writing about Batman, so yeah, because you know because of his work um with the Omega man and um with Grayson and with um vision and the sheriff of Babylon I'm sure um King got the plum job of of writing um Batman um with d c and so um now if you've read my uh thoughts on um, the uh, Batman rebirth issue, which is also reprinted. In um, the final volume of Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's um, New Fifty Two run, well, you'll know that I, I didn't think that the uh, Batman Rebirth issue was really all that good because it was just kind of um, just um, pay- just kind of like um, fairly straightforward. It's like and it's like and just it tends to make um, Batman seem ridiculously tough, which just felt um, fairly laughable. But then you. Uh, then you get to the um, actual issue prop, actual um, series proper um, with um, art by um, by David Finch, right? like he's... Finch is always a good superhero artist, and he's a very frequent um, Batman artist. And like I, he, I, I like his um, streamlined work here. But the uh, story um, of I Am Gotham, which is basically what happens when Batman encounters some Superman-level um, heroes who want to um, help... Like help him make Gotham, you know, like safe as it is. And I wanted, I like the fact that you know they are on the up and up. But at the same time, though, things uh, that even though they are on the up and up, that doesn't mean that they're um that they're um they're they're able to be uh <sighs> that they're trying that they, that they um aren't as uh. Resistant to being corrupted by outside parties as well. Outside parties being on um, the Psycho Pirate and Hugo Strange. So basically, you've got a, uh, a standard issue story of Batman. I'm um, trying to do damage control. It's like uh, once these heroes go, I uh, go off the line, and um, it's like, and you know, he's obviously he's able to do it because he's Batman. But you know, he's also got some help as well. And um, in the end, you know, it's like you know the, the story. The the story is kind of a fairly standard issue Batman Batman story that, you know, it's like you've read enough Bat- as many Batman stories as I have, and this won't surprise you at all. What I did like, really, more than anything else, was in the end how um, it, it dovetails into the next arc. Now, while well, the next arc is the uh, Monster Men crossover, which is set up here quite well, the final page sets up um, the I Am Suicide arc, which basically has Batman forming his own Suicide Squad, to um, get the psycho pirate back, and um, like try to make things right. So I like the fact that um, that I'm um, King's it's a nice. Um, this is what happens next um, story for his run. So if he's, and also like concerning the arc after that is called I Am Bane, which is um, clearly picking up on from the, um, from what was set up in the um, in the next arc. So I like the the idea that he's giving us a nice ongoing like story here. But as it is, you know. Um Batman, um I Am Gotham. You know, it's like it's okay, but not really a necessary purchase. But you know, that's just what I think. John, as I understand it, um you picked this up as well. So you you have any thoughts on this is on, on your end? Sure I do. <clears throat> Glad you asked.
0: Um, yeah, I when I read through it <laughs> I um I thought that it was okay <laughs> i think, I, think I, I agree with you um because uh it you know it, it you know um it's got nice artwork but um i didn't um the, the story was okay and a lot of the you know i see uh you know they're the way that they're trying to tie these in you know as they usually do but um with him trying to create his own you said suicide squad doesn't work yeah that's seemed yeah. a seemed a little, little heavy-handed on that to be honest with you in certain places but um uh it it you know yeah I, you know i, I don't want to give any spoilers away just in case you guys want to go and read it yourselves but um you know uh <laughs> Uh, you know, sometimes you paint yourself into such a corner, you just can't believe that you're going to get out of it. Oh, but you can. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's sort of the, the predictability of it sometimes just kind of, a, okay, yeah, well, it's over. It's done. There's nothing else left. Um, okay.
1: So I guess, uh, d- did you like these new heroes? I'm Gotham and I'm Gotham Girl.
0: Um, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're all right, sure, I guess. I don't you know, I mean, did they uh, you know, I, I saw what they did with the characters, you know and um, you know and and their introduction was kind of like, okay, well, I didn't, and I'll say that. I didn't expect them to come through at that point when they were introduced. I was like, okay, okay well, you know, oh, okay, all right, um, you know, here we are again. This is that whole well, you've you've made an impossible situation. So how are you going to, you know, pull out this and then and then you know these two show up. So it's sort of like, oh, okay. So that's how you get out of it, which is kind of, I don't know, uh, you know, kind of like, okay. it, it, it was, it was. It, it was entertaining enough but yeah I, I, I liked I, like did, I said I did like the artwork but
1: uh... did you like um Alfred going? I am Batman.
0: <laughs> yes, that was actually I get, that did give me a chuckle. Um, yes, um, uh, there's a couple of lines that Alfred said that actually gave me a chuckle. That was one of them. So um, uh, I thought that
1: that was kind of cool. So um, yeah. and I guess um, also someone doesn't read like a whole lot of comics. Um, what did you think, uh, or I guess Batman comics specifically? What did you think of um, the business with um, Duke Thomas as um, as Batman's new protege?
0: Um. No opinion, really. Um, I don't have any opinion on that because, you know, I'm uh, as you know, I'm you know, uh, I do read some things here and there, but I do not have the you know, I don't have the background that you do. I'm more of the the movie um, kind of uh you know, I kind of try to fo- I follow more of the cinematic stuff and yeah, and anything that you have reviewed before. Um, so I don't really have an opinion on that. I did like that some of the earlier artwork did show things that we've seen before in terms of Batman design, um, like the Batman, the Batmobile, which was, which actually, uh, I think that was a source of uh, one of the jokes there. So, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but he's uh, going to run out of Batmobiles eventually. E- exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I as to answer your question, um, I don't actually um, have any good context for that. So unfortunately, no. Um, but you know, that was uh, that was like right up in the top, right?
1: Yeah. Um, Thomas. Um, he on one hand, it's like a lot of people were expecting him. Oh, he's going to be the next Robin character. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently, like, um, Scott Snyder, um, previous Batman writer, has basically said that he wants to do that. He wants to do something different with um, with Thomas in the sense that, you know, Batman, and he says as much in the Batman Rebirth issue, in the sense, you know, how um, previous Robins, you know, like um, Dick Grayson, who went on to become Nightwing, um, Jason Todd, who died, came back to life, became the Red Hood, and um, Tim Drake, who is kind of like, you know, become like the tech-based um, Red Robin. Well, all these Robins have basically gone to become their own identity and um, with Batman, with um, Thomas, as I understand, um, the plan for him is to become Batman. Just gonna say, hey, you, know, I'm not gonna make you Robin. I'm just gonna make you try to find, have you be your own superhero identity, and um, go from there. Mm-hmm. Because I currently the the until um, someone has a, a better idea, I think the position of Robin is going to be permanently filled by um, Batman's son, um, Damian Wayne.
0: Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you
1: know it makes sense. Because you know, hey, if he's Batman's son, he's never going to grow up in in the current continuity. So yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I would have to say that um, uh, a little bit of clever storytelling. You know, uh, although I didn't immediately see it, um, is the scene in the alley?
1: Oh, with um, you showing it looks like they're setting setting things up to show you, hey, this is Batman's origin once again. Uh huh. But yes. no right and for some reason i
0: i i was going through it and i said well this is uh you know and you know you have your you know your overall narration um but then it was kind of like oh here we are uh look it's a couple and this and that and then they go on ahead and explain what's going on and uh and 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 it serves to be a part of the catalyst for the story for the you know for for the go- for gotham gotham girl Just got and gotham <laughs> Is it? Yeah. but gotham girl and gotham right so and uh you know it serves as part of the catalyst and uh and 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 that i get and that was clever um that's fine you know i i'd have to say that was clever that's fine i i didn't i there i had no problems with that whatsoever that was uh you know sort of like oh okay um you know it's also nice to see cadmus rearing their head again <laughs> 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 so um uh, but anyway, so there's my there's my two cents to it, do I think it was entertaining yeah, it was entertaining enough, but it wasn't like, wow.
1: <laughs> so yeah, and and, also, and you also read through the first part, first issue of um the Super, Superman rebirth as well.
0: Uh yes, the son of Superman. Yeah, so you know I I read through the beginning part of it and a lot of you know as you said you know there's exposition here you know
1: where uh, a lot of continuity gymnastics to oh, explain who is the Superman
0: exactly you know and then you know and then you're dropped you know kind of in the story of that you know of him you know uh on the farm as it were you know and uh um and uh and uh I forget what the name of uh, his son is John you know, John and so you know he's learning the lessons of being superman uh, or having superpowers so to say um yes. so and uh and and I haven't seen the implications of you know the of what was witnessed Um, in the field by, uh, I guess, uh, a friend of his or a, you know, the girl. I don't know who that is yet. So um, because I just barely cracked into it. But yeah, I thought that and I'll say that, um, yeah, uh, they and if Rebirth, if this is like a point of Rebirth, it's like, okay we're going to explain this to you and then tell and then kind of spoon feeds you this so that you understand you know why this guy is where he is and uh you know and and what's going on and how how uh, you know this can happen in this way you know okay
1: cool i guess (laughs) yeah i think i think one of the things with um this version of superman is that he's kind of he's Is that and being someone because this Superman in this series is he's he's a Superman from the previous universe, the pre of New 2 mm-hmm. incarnation of things, mm-hmm. and I think that on one hand, they they the idea that the writers um, Pat, um Peter Um Tomasi and Patrick Gleason wanted to, um, work with right there is that you know hey here's a guy who is a as alien to this um New this universe as some new readers might be as well, so you basically got someone who was going to have to learn the ropes of this. This thing is, this place as well. Mm-hmm. And on one hand, I like that, and I like um, and I like Jonathan Jonathan as well. I mean, I like this um father son dynamic that Superman has has with this kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that's intriguing. And, uh, it is intriguing. I'll
0: say that 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 intrigues me, and I'm curious. It, it, it has it piqued my curiosity a little bit to it, see it, what's going to happen.
1: And the bit with him with um John using his powers in front of this girl. To on um, bad effect. That's a, that's just pretty early on, and it's um handled in a nice nice way. The, uh, the one thing I did that kind of bugged me about this volume is that it's basically a ap- after it gets to the uh, third issue, it's basically like a long four issue fight against um the Eradicator, who's kind of a uh, well, he's kind of like a he was one of the um four um alternate Superman who came who came up during the. Uh, like Reign of the Superman, after Superman died the first time back in the 90s. But he's basically kind of a uh, Kryptonian Nazi in the sense that, you know, he's meant to um, purify uh, and preserve everything that is Kryptonian. So basically he's out to, um, while um, John is basically the, the son of Superman and Lois Lane, the Eradicator sees this as being, hey, you're half human, half Kryptonian. The human half has to go. <laughs> so, So it's kind of like, you know, that's, so like he's he's a nice he's a good bad guy in that sense, but and it's like the uh but like four four issues of fighting, it's like mm. yeah even when um like Superman and John teamed up to clock him one you figured no that would be it no that's just kicking things off yeah <laughs> so <laughs> so it's so that's that's kind of annoying but you know it's like I but you know it's like there are worse but this is but there are worse ways to uh but this overall the um arc of the series isn't isn't bad and i like the uh really like the art from um doug monk and um, patrick gleason and jorge jimenez gleason um does a good job of like giving us a nice um like like um square jawed clean shaven superman and um monk um does a good like i love his level of his detail it's like and he's also good at drawing just about any crazy ass stuff the story asks asks of him. Even when he's asked to homage, you know, Superman's Death Against Doomsday way back in the day.
0: Yeah, it looks really, really good, by the way. I like that panel. That was uh,
1: very nice. Yeah. So it's like you gonna um so I guess was um what you read the you read of Superman good enough to um get you to um read through the rest of it at um after we're done here? Uh yeah, I'll be pouring through the rest of the volume.
0: Just as you know, I'll I'll go through it and then see how it uh See how it hits me.
1: Uh, but, yeah, absolutely, um, so far. Okay. But, you know, as far as um, buying more Batman from Tom King, your thoughts on that? Your hesitation speaks volumes. <laughs>
0: when one is more um, intriguing than the other, that uh, that's kind of an interesting uh, thing, you know, so...
1: Okay. Well, it's like I'll probably I didn't hate um this first volume of um it's like of Batman so I'll probably be picking up the second one at at some point in the future. Whether or not I pick up um Knight of the Monster Men, like in hardcover, well like we'll see about that. But um it's like but you know, I will definitely look forward to um the second volume of um The Sheriff of Babylon, which um, you know, like. but that, like I said, that's probably the uh, thing I most enjoyed from Tom King. Who, you know, he's a good writer, but you know, next big thing, eh? I don't, I don't think so. But you know, there are worse, there were things to be than just, than you know, just a good comic books writer.
0: Yep. Well, I'll be uh, waiting for your recommendation on on that one. Uh, but you know, I might, I might. I was actually considering just going through the volume again to make sure, just see, just see where I, how I felt about it, which is odd. <laughs> so, um, because I like to just go through it again, just to see. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's about it. Um, is that it for your review for today? Yep. That, that's for, that's it for right now. Cool, cool. Cool. So, do
1: you know what you're going to be talking about next week? Um. Digging back into uh, my like my um, pile of manga for uh, my thoughts on um, Kazuo Koike's um, Lone Wolf and Lone Wolf and Cub, both from both the old series from, he did with Goseki Kojima, and the new series which just just wrapped up um, with Hideki Hideki Mori. So it's like is can the Japan's dirtiest old man deliver? It's like a uh, it's like an, a nice, solid, satisfying read in this day and age. We shall see. All right, and we'll catch you next time
0: on Comet Picks by the Glick. Great. Laters. Bye.